0: but I know he could kick your ass. Oh, he definitely can, and I'd like that. I like Brandon more than Alex anyway, so. (laughs) What? It's fine. I just don't like Color High Water, though. Mm. That's some grade-A shit. Mm -hmm. Have you listened to it? I have not. Okay, I'm telling you, it's like straight-up cheese metal. It's not even metal, it's just like cheesy hard rock. Yeah, but there's nothing
1: wrong with like No, it's poorly done There's, there's nothing wrong with extra cheese It's really badly done I don't, like, I'm never like, hey, we're gonna no, make if you, you this taco We're want- gonna make you this taco, but we're gonna add extra cheese to it I'm not like, oh no, you know what no, if you want It ex- all sounded really good till you said something about that extra cheese
0: No, no, the, if you want extra cheese and it actually be good It's called the Night Fight Orchestra It's called Dream Theater Have you not
2: listened to Night Fight Orchestra yet? No, I have not Oh, And if you believe the cheese is strong with this one, then you are ready for this episode of Discography Discussion. I am Joe, that is Dan, that is Jeff, and Space Dust is strong with this one. <laughs> I'm a Newcastle so, kind of guy myself. It's so hoppy.
0: And I'm drinking water. You I'm, are I'm just, weak. He's drinking PBR.
1: Uh, it's, you know...
0: No, that'd be piss. It's water. good, though. Oh, yeah. It has a
1: bit of a you rubbing be, alcohol flavor you to be it. You know better, though? would be cheese. Yes. Cheese beer. Cheese beer? Is Make, there
2: such a thing uh, as cheese beer? I thought oh, that I'm was sh- just fondue. If there is,
1: you can send them to the Discography Discussion Headquarters. Dude, there's like bacon beer and all kinds of shit. So, yeah. It's Email out there. me at Dan and Joe show dot com or danandjoshow at gmail.com and let me know about the cheese beer and uh, I will order a case.
0: Yeah, especially if we can get it in the Midwest, we will buy it. And we'll try it on the show and get shit-faced on it. Absolutely. And, uh, and then do a uh, an episode. Yeah, it'd be great. It'd be fun. So you can
2: send us that, too. You, you know. Send us a tweet if you want to have a beer podcast. No, I
0: mean, send us the beer. Uh, well,
2: yeah. <laughs> <I> mean, <that's, laughs> you
0: have
1: to
2: start with that's the kind beer, of a, That's kind
1: of a given, right? <laughs> but, you know. So tonight we're talking about Haste the Day. Haste the Day. Speed the Day. Right? Is that what haste is? Like... Uh, you cast haste. Speed? You so cast talking, haste in Final Fantasy, and you speed up.
0: Oh, speed! I thought we were talking about solo work there for a second. Oh,
2: the definition of haste is excessive speed or urgency of movement or action. Hurry! Which is funny because
1: really, haste today isn't like the fastest band I've ever heard. Because that's Slayer, right? They're definitely not in a hurry to be anywhere. No, but you know what? That's okay.
0: If you want to haste the day, just get older and have kids,
1: and right. Or maybe it's <laughs> like maybe it's like rush through the day so you can listen to haste the day. Rush, San Francisco, rush. So, in my unending quest to talk about every solid state band at some point, haste the day is really up there. Um, they are a uh, metalcore band. Uh, I don't remember where they're from because wikipedia is a thing and my phone's at the other side of the room I think they're indiana indiana. Yeah,
0: fair enough. Yeah, and even though I have my phone out. It's on spotify it's I was not I was just <laughs> in
1: indiana, uh a while back. Yes, you were and it was a lot of fun but yeah, uh Yeah, I mean haste today man like you know, we talk about a lot of like thrash bands and death metal bands, and we don't really talk about black metal. Uh, maybe we will one day, but not this. It is not this day. So we're going to talk about uh, metalcore. Today is kind of the. Um, I don't know, Jeff. Would you say that they're kind of like the definition? Yeah, I was going to call them a
0: standard bearer, but definition works too.
1: Yeah, standard bearer is good. Um, I, I mean. Haste of the day. I mean, if you have never heard metalcore before, and you have, whether you think you have or you haven't, you you've heard it. If you've heard as dying or kill switch engage or unearth, you've heard metalcore. But haste of the day really bears that torch, and they bared that torch in two thousand and four. Uh, starting out, you know, probably, probably have been around since before that, but their debut album was in 2004 and, uh, they played metalcore and they played it really well and they continued to play it really well all the way through 2015, which is cool. I mean, that's, that's 11 years, man. That's a, that's a long time to be dedicated to that cause. Well, they did take a bit of a break there right around
2: 2011. 2011. Yeah.
1: Right. Well, yeah. So they, they broke up in 2011, which we'll
2: talk about, um, because that is a live album that everybody should hear. No, oh, it's oh yeah, Haste Today Day versus Haste Today. Day, solid gold. Alright, before we go any further, I want to go ahead and say thank you to everyone for listening to this podcast and for subscribing. If you are not a subscriber, you can find everything Discography Discussion at DiscussMetal.com. We are on iTunes. We are on Google Play. We are on Stitcher. We are on TuneIn Radio. So if you have an Amazon Echo product, you can say to it, Alexa, play the latest episode of Discography Discussion, and she will. We're also on Facebook at discography discussion and on twitter at discuss metal be sure to like favorite and subscribe it really helps us out and it lets us know you are listening if you are a subscriber or even if you just caught this by accident on youtube or even on itunes you know leave us a review give us that five stars give us a thumbs up and give us some comments because we like hearing from you guys you know, we had a suggestion a few weeks ago to listen to the band Intronaut. Needless to say, I have been prepping for that, and that's going to be coming out really soon in the future. And Dan, I know we got something special coming up in a few weeks. we want to talk about that now or save it for later?
1: Uh, we're going to talk about Pantera in a few weeks. And um, well, it, it has come out over time that some people, a lot of people, most people, Dan, dis- disagree with me on a few <laughs> things about Pantera. And so we're going to have an episode that is going to set the record straight on Pantera. Um, I'm going to give my opinion, the correct opinion, and everybody is going to more or less try to
2: explain to me why I am wrong. And we have been working oh, very I don't hard. Know about that. Cause... We have been working very hard to get some competition, as it were, and we got some surprises coming up as far as that is concerned. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, I think Dan and I might have to tag team on that one. I can't leave them all by lonesome Sounds
1: good to me, man. Can't let a fat guy get taken advantage of by a whole bunch of other dudes. Yeah. So you know it's gonna happen. But uh, yeah, so so check out the uh, Pantera episode when it comes out. We will uh, we'll be running promos for it for a couple weeks leading up to it. It'll be kind of one of our uh, one of our more fun episodes to do. So uh, you know definitely check that out. Ooh, so good song. haste the day. Yeah. 2004
2: burning bridges burning bridges i'm not sure this is the first album i ever heard but it's definitely an album cover that rings a bell so i had listened to
1: haste today like i I knew about them whenever i read the because i used to be on like the solid state mail you know like email list and all that so i kind of got the i kind of got the download on haste today as soon as they were signed to solid state records and uh so I had listened to a couple of tracks off of uh, an EP that they had uh, which was called um that they may know you and it's a uh it's an independent EP. It's got about 7 songs on it. It's got a few of the tracks off of Burning Bridges on it. And uh you know like the first thing I noticed about Haze today, <laughs> dude, do you think they listen to Zao much? I know uh, their lead possibly. singer does. Yeah, no kidding. So this was a time period where uh Zao was kind of becoming a big deal again. Uh they had been around since ninety seven and had been and had been making Metalcore uh before that, but uh the thing about Zao was that they had they had disappeared for a while and they'd come back uh around two thousand and four. Uh <laughs> at that time and um it
2: was right around the release of the Funeral of God.
1: Yeah, it was not it was not far away from that and uh this was actually when Zao had uh parted ways with Solid State Records. So you know, I, I can kind of see it there at Solid State. You know, they're sitting there thinking, you know, how are we going to fill the void? How are we going to fill the void? We need, we need something like this. And at that time, there was no shortage. Uh, you know, between between 2000 and 2004, there were no shortages of bands that had lead singers like this, um, or bands that were deriv- derivative of As I Lay Dying. Right. So, what you what you get with Haste Today on this first record is, uh, and I don't think that they sound like. Asily like, dying necessarily, the music also doesn't really sound like Zao. Just the vocalist, really, right? Definitely. Um, this guy named Jimmy Ryan uh, sang for Haste Today for uh, their first two albums, and he had a uh, he had that snarling, growling vocal that like almost in, in a lot of ways kind of kind of contrasted with the rest of the music, which was uh, for for metalcore. It was actually pretty uh, positive sounding. It was very upbeat. Yeah, and, I think that's um, why I liked
0: them quite a bit. I'd, even though I like metal, I like happy music too. Right. It, it was sense. a breath of fresh air. Yeah, it really was. And uh, yeah, the, the vocals, like you said, was real interesting contrast. It, I actually hadn't heard Zeo yet. Yeah, I heard these guys first, and okay. I, I the uh, the I always thought the vocals were kind of weird to me. Like different, that, different. They, yeah. That whole like raspy whisper kind of overtone to his vocals serpentine yeah like he's hissing almost sure yeah
1: and he is absolutely
0: yeah. but the more you listen to it the more you you kind of like it it's kind of an addiction i guess i don't know we were
1: at uh we were at cornerstone in 05 in 04 and uh i remember we were, we were seeing a band called blaster the rocket man and uh that that was that was when haste today was huge so they were playing i think they played three or four times at that cornerstone that year a couple generator stages I don't think they played generator because they were solid state. They definitely played on on tooth and nail on tooth and nail day, and uh, they knocked it out of the park. It was funny when we were seeing this band called Blaster the Rocket Man. He was telling me like how you know he's like you know just a couple of years ago we'd walk past tents and we, all we would hear is like ska, <laughs> you know, or or all we'd hear is like uh, like corn sounding stuff. What's wrong with ska? And he goes he goes, but when I walk past tents now, all I'd walk past the tent and all I hear is. <laughs> <laughs> coming out of all the tents because it's just because it's the strangest thing in the world
2: <laughs>
1: and like you know it was, it was clearly talking about haste today you know i think zale played that year too i remember i remember getting my my ribs hurt pretty bad during that and uh you know it, it was uh it, it was it was like a big deal at the time and and uh haste today you know really uh they carried that torch i think for solid state as being like that that serpentine growly screamy band and uh but haste today their music was was a little bit more mainstream i think uh as mainstream as this kind of music can be right uh you know it wasn't like Kill, Switch, and I, I don't think that the i don't think that the clean singing like your la 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 clean singing was um as good as some of the other bands that were out at that time but but that I agree with, but with Haste Today, what you had is you had more of like this mainstream rock sound to the singing, um, to the clean singing anyway. So you had you had these Zao vocals that were the main vocal, and then in between, scattered in, you had this clean singing, which uh, sounded a lot like uh, there was this band uh, that was pretty popular at that time called Twelve Stones. And, and oh yeah, uh, so you kind of had. It kind of has. It kind of has a little bit of this, like uh, more mainstream rock, like uh, kind of like this butt rock sound, a little bit. Um,
2: but for some reason,
1: it didn't bother me with haste today. Like it was like, yeah, you know, they've got they've got the spirit of metal, but like the spirit of hard rock at the same time.
2: This was that year, two thousand four, that was kind of awkward for metalheads, hard rock fans, etc., because this is when the emo started kind of invading. Right. And you had your leftovers from In Flames, which, you know, we've said before on the In Flames podcast, you know, a lot of people were ripping off As I Lay Dying who ripped off In Flames. Sure. So you kind of have this collage of styles and collage of influences that it was still, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use the word manly, it wasn't quite you know, full on butt rock, but it wasn't whining. It was, it was, we're still, we're still manly. If you know what I mean.
0: Yeah. Right. Do you guys know what 12 stones is really famous for?
2: What's
1: that, all that Evanescence song that, yeah, the, that the guy McCoy. was on. Yeah. yeah sure. The lead sure. Singer. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's so if anybody's wondering wondered where did I know the name 12 stones from? That's yeah, what it's from. So,
1: you know, the, the haste today had this, uh, they had this melodic edge, but they were they were also very hard, obviously. And and it's really strange to me too uh, with Haste Today how with they're with, with they with their kind of focus on being a little bit more poppy, a little bit more accessible. It was strange to me, like the the choice of vocalist, you know, of screaming vocalist, because you know that that serpentine growling vocal, I don't really hear it much anymore. I mean, it seemed like it seemed like it was really big. Again, like I said, between 2000 and 2004. Yeah, and, I like and, the again, contrast. And though. again, that was a hundred percent Zao. You know that that kind of everybody listened to Blood and Fire and thought, you know what, I want to do that too. You know, so you can you can hear that a lot, and that's exactly what I hear on this record. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I, on this one especially, I remember thinking like, wow, dude, it's like uh, it's kind of like 12 Stones, but like. With the vocalist from Zeo, you know, like it was weird, you know, but it was cool. And and musically, Hey Today was very upbeat. Um, they didn't play like a whole lot of like negative sounding, like slower songs. They weren't like they weren't like the dissonance band, you know, because at that time too, like bands like Norma Jean were like really getting big. And this was
2: when the guitar solo was making its way out, and what followed followed, and it took about five or six years for the guitar solo to come back but this was that year for those that remember it's when the the riffs were still heavy but you weren't getting any it was all breakdowns man it was man, all about point. the breakdowns. it was and
1: uh and the, the, and it was weird too like going back to that time you know like 11 years ago or 12 years ago or however many years ago it was 13 13 years yeah it's i'm getting old but uh you know it was that was still okay like i, I wasn't listening to records being like Oh my God! They got breakdowns like this is gonna be core or whatever. Like, I definitely got sick of metalcore, but it was only like it was like eight or nine years after this. You know that this I,
2: was before the breakdown became annoying. This was when the breakdown was still kind of fresh.
1: Yeah, it was, and and the cool thing about haste today was that like you know before this, I mean you you didn't really have the singing, like the rock singing in there. And, and it was, it was before that it was, it was more focused on chaos and, and, and kind of just the whole, like, Oh my God, look at how heavy we are. Look at how, you know, extreme our stuff is. And so like, Hey, today kind of comes along with this, with this more like, it's going to be positive. Like you're going to, it's going to be heavy. It's going to be f- straightforward, but it's going to be like, you're going to feel good about it after you're done listening to it. And, and that was new. I mean, I think, I think Demon Hunter had come out with her first album around this time and, it was kind of it was kind of the same kind of thing, except Demon Hunter even sounded like way more negative than this. Like, this this was pure, I guess, so to speak. It was it was pure positivity, you know, and um, it's not something that we really get in metal very much. And so I think that's what made it unique is that like it's not that it's not that you that Haste of the Day was unique musically on Burning Bridges. I heard a lot of different influences on this record I mean I remember uh, I remember being in the car With Buddy and we listened to He bought Burning Bridges and, and popped it in And we listened to it all the way through uh, While we were dropping people off uh, From school because for some reason Buddy drove like everybody home from school um, And so when he dropped me off last You know so I could listen to as much music as possible During that time and uh, We listened to Burning Bridges and I remember us thinking Like man this is uh you know, like I hear Zeo in it. I hear, you know, a little bit of Asley dying. I hear a little bit of that like Gothenburg sound, but the cool thing about, about haste the day, they never really capitalized on that Gothenburg sound. Like a lot of the other metalcore bands were. And that's kind of what, like, it's almost like, especially in these early records, they kind of focus more on the hardcore than they did on the like melodic death metal aspect of it. And, um, and through that, like, again, not being, like, the most original band starting out, they still kind of carved this sound out that was very unique to them. And what was weird, is because I can still hear it, like, their latest record, Coward, is, like, a combination of old Haste Today and new Haste Today. And there's there's a few song, a couple of songs on the new record that are written and performed completely by the old lineup of Haste Today. And it still sounds like it. I think the song Accept is the best one to, you know, like that classic Haste the Day sound. Um, So in that regard, they kind of were original in that they, they put the puzzle pieces together in such a way that it reflected them and not so much what it was influenced by. And that was really hard to do at this time because the market was so oversaturated with bands that all sounded
2: like each other. Coward is definitely a spoiler in that one thing about Haste of the Day that you will see that was very common amongst bands that were around in this era, the way they start and the way they finish, they don't sound the same. However, haste of the day for a very special reason is kind of a different exception to the rule, if you know what I mean there, Dan. Yeah, they kinda they came back around.
1: They did. And it was good. Like, they never had, like, they never had that album. The one where you're listening to it and you're like, what the hell were they thinking?
2: My example would be if Metallica from 1985 made a record with Metallica from 1995 and nobody complained. Well, that's pretty much Coward, but we'll get to Coward a little bit later.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about that towards the end, but <laughs> Burning Bridges was a huge record for Haste Today. Like, oh my God. Like, It was uh, it was it cemented the band immediately in in the in the eyes of fans, and I I saw them a couple of times uh, play that material, and uh, it was very energetic. Uh, Jimmy Ryan was a super energetic vocalist; he was a likable guy. Hates the day was also really famous for at that time letting the audience sing along to everything. Um, There was a song called "American Love" off of uh, Burning Bridges that. Uh, at the very end, has a like a really a really long kind of extended out melodic vocal section, and it was not unusual. I mean, every time I would go to see them, they would invite like half the fans up on the stage to sing that song with them, and uh, that was different. And I remember uh, screaming my lungs out. Uh, watching them play one night, and Jimmy Ryan kept put, kept pointing the vocal, putting the vocal mic in my face, and I'd scream along with it, you know, as best I could. And then at the end of the show, he comes up, that comes up to me, and he's like, he's like, "Hey, man, thanks a lot for helping me sing sing tonight." You know, it was awesome. <laughs> and and I, that was just like a really special moment, you know, between bands and you know, a band and, and fans. Yeah, and, that'll uh, definitely make it mem- memorable. Yeah, and like I, you know, even at that time, I was kind of starting to want to like listen to stuff that was more original, but. But because of that experience with Haste Today, I I uh, really—they were always important to me, even when they shouldn't have Um, been—and that was uh, that was what kept me going throughout all that time. Because on paper, it doesn't seem like the kind of band I would like, but they won me over, man. And and that—that's all you need to do is win somebody over. So obviously, Burning Bridges was a huge success. So they followed up with uh, an album called "When Everything Falls," and this was kind of more the same. I agree in, on that in one in a good way. Yeah, it's not like it's bad. It's, it's just... not bad. Uh, it's still definitely in my book the worst Haste Today album,
2: <laughs> but not like in a it sucks kind of way. For but those fans that exist, that their expectation of the next album is going to be the previous album only taken a step further. It's not that. It's not that. It's, but the, pre- it's, it's the previous
0: it's... album with the step back.
2: Yeah. A little bit. It, it more more of a focus on the mainstream. It was, a, it was a, a good attempt at trying to do the same thing again. Like, let's write more songs that sound the same to what we did before that everybody liked. Well, like we've said a lot of times, so you have your whole life to write your first album. I believe have, that was your yeah, analysis you a, many you years have a, ago.
1: Yeah, you have a number of years to write that first record. And, and to write all the songs and, and create kind of the sound for yourself.
2: Album, and then it's like holy two, shit. This was, ten months.
1: Yeah, it's like, holy shit, this is great, but you have less than a year now to write another one. And we're gonna bring some people in to help you. Right. So the production quality was upped a little bit. Uh, yeah. one of my uh, one of my complaints about Burning Bridges is the drums like do not exist on that record. You got them here. Yeah, you can hear everything now. Crystal clear. And uh, there was a lot more singing on this, a lot more melodic singing than what we'd had on Burning Bridges. Um, but again, this wasn't really like a the band is compromising their sound. It's more like, okay, guys, what did people like about Burning Bridges? You know, they liked the singing. They liked, you know, they liked kind of the more solo They got a little bit, like the guitar work got a little bit more complicated on when everything falls. And um, it, it all sounds really good. The only real complaint I have with it is that it all kind of sounds the same. When Everything Falls is not a very dynamic record in the sense that, like, if you listen to a song individually off of it, you'll like it. But when you listen to the
2: record as a whole, everything kind of blends together. And that is a definition of not a good record when it's it's a safe record, I think.
1: Right. I don't think anybody walked away from the band on When Everything Falls. I just think you know they, they got a record deal.
0: they right. looking for more of the same. I mean, and look, it it sold, it sold well for what it was. So
1: well, yeah, they had great songs you know, on there. They had yeah. the, the perfect night. They had walk on when everything falls. You know, like they had walls and fear. Like those are all really classic case today songs. They didn't mess it up.
2: You know, they didn't compromise really a whole lot. This is the band that toured on Burning Bridges and just tried to make more of that right?
1: Um, I mean, which is fine. I think Jimmy Ryan's vocals are mixed weird on this record too, though, because like they're harder to understand than they were on burning bridges. And I I can only imagine the type of pain that he must've been going through, uh, after like a, you know, a good year of touring on this. Um, I mean, you know, you're in a band, you scream or whatever. If you're doing it right, you're not going to lose your voice. You know, it's not going to be a big deal, but, uh, you know, like I think that I think that here it was probably more intense than it was before. Burning Bridges came out. I think, I think before you're signed to a major label, you play out a lot, but it's not like it is on a consistent tour schedule. So you know, you're pumping the shit out like every night, <laughs> and uh, with that type of screaming, it's got to be pretty rough on the old vocal cords after a while. So I mean, I almost feel like the vocals on this are a little bit less focused than they were on Burning Bridges. But again, that, that could all that could all. 100% be based on the recording and it could all be based on just how they decided to mix it you know there's one black mark on this record and what is that? not on the record itself so I'm at Cornerstone one year and I'm watching Azaleigh dying and I'm watching As City's Burn and I'm watching all these bands play on main stage of all places at Cornerstone, which was big. They all had like right. a hardcore night. We saw like Norma Jean and Azale dying and like Under Oath played at the very end. You know what I mean? It was it was what you'd want if you're a big solid state guy. You know, it's perfect lineup. However, this video comes on the main screen of when everything falls. And now, this was before the record had come out. So we didn't know what w- w- when everything falls is going to sound like. I didn't even know. Hey, today so they had a new record coming out. Um, cause I mean, I had internet in 2005, 2006, but like, this is it wasn't, pretty high speed. It wasn't what it is now, you know? So like, I didn't really know that they had a new record coming out. So there's this video for when everything falls that they play on the main screen at Cornerstone. And the first thing I noticed was that like the, the raspy screaming is way dialed back. Like, it's almost like it doesn't exist. Like, like, Jimmy Ryan is shouting the vocals in, like, an old-school, hardcore kind of kind of way. But it's mostly like, like they cut the entire intro out of the song. It just goes right in on the video. And uh, you can actually still watch this original video. You can still watch it on, uh, on YouTube. It's still there. But I remember being like, oh, my God. They've completely taken the soul out of this. Like where's the zeo screaming? Where's the, you know, like where's the intensity there? It's, it's like this, this melodic rock song. It's a little, yeah. With like a little bit of screaming on it. It's like completely neutered and chopped up and it's, the, it, it definitely, it definitely gave me a bad first impression of the record. Yeah, but well, then you, but then you buy the record and you listen to that song, and there's this huge intro on the song, and it screamed, you know, perfectly, just like it was on Burning Bridges, all the way through. And I remember being like, "What the hell? Like, did they make that video
2: in order to fool people into thinking that Hey today didn't sound like what they sounded like?" I've noticed that that happens a lot in all forms of metal or heavy music when they're trying to fool the audience into buying a record that might be a little bit outside of your demographic one example that comes to mind there's a band from and i'm going to get this i'm going to get the country wrong there's a band called avatar they have a song called smells like a freak show okay i discovered this band because they had an album called the black waltz which came up in my library under the black parade okay and I started listening to it and I kind of like, I liked how they did it. It was a little kind of, it was, it wasn't circus music on purpose, but it kind of had that feel and the vocals right. were kind of whispery and then there was these singing parts, but it's that European metal singing where the, they clearly have an accent, but they're still going with it. And I thought, this is kind of cool. So I started listening to it more and more. I'm like, I'm going to look the album up, pull the album up. Vocals are not the same. And there's no single edit. There's nothing that you can find that's like, okay, where's that version of the song? I mean, it's literally the difference between growled and whispered.
1: Right. Everybody's afraid to put that growl on there because everybody's going to be like, oh, God, I don't want to listen to that because that sounds like Satan or whatever.
2: And know? for you, I would say the example would be if they took insert... Zeo song and just made the vocals whispered instead of growled and said this is our lead single. We're making a We're making a video around this right luckily. They never did that clearly not representing the band as a whole
1: No, well that video for when everything falls looks so stupid because like What cuz he's screaming
0: his heart out and you can barely fucking hear him
1: well not only that but like they like Jimmy Ryan's standing there like not doing anything for the majority of the video So I don't know if this is, like, the band that did this or if it was the label.
0: No, this has got to be an executive somewhere up high thinking this is a great idea and we're going to sell some.
1: Well, I mean, the band had to be on board at least a little bit for it, though, because they recorded a a different vocal track for the record
2: or for the song. Or the engineer did an alternative mix. Yeah. Or
1: maybe they put that out. And they got such bad backlash for it that they just were like, okay, we're going to go back and fix it. <laughs> you know? Nobody knows. I don't know. Maybe maybe if we get somebody from Haste Today on the show at some point in the future, they can they can enlighten us.
2: But overall, the review of this album is it's more we're of the, the same. same. Yep. And it's nothing but the same. There's no dynamic. There's... And it's not necessarily a bad thing. Pick the song that you like and listen to it. Enjoy.
1: Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it like at all. But it was it was more of the same. It was all good. And then Jimmy Ryan announces that he's leaving the band. <laughs> maybe we know why. <laughs> maybe, maybe we do. Um there was actually a cover on Everything Falls of Long Way Down by the Goo Goo Dolls, which is a cool cover. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. I think it's on the um,
0: the deluxe version. I don't think it's on it the original. It sounds like
1: Haste Today. It's cool. Yeah. You
0: know, it works out. I don't think that's on the original, though, is it?
1: Or it was is. It? Yeah, it's, it's on something. the original. I could yeah. not remember. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so Pressure the Hinges come out. Well, before that, there was this extensive search for a vocalist. A, please tell this story
2: because it entertains me every time you do Dan,
1: Dan Terry <laughs> may have may have Submitted a demo tape <laughs> um, He's not lying I was uh, I did not live anywhere near them So you know that's a thing But uh, yeah so I, I did submit a demo tape And It's funny because I screamed like I normally scream Which is more of like a deeper register Not so much like a, a, a Growl like Zao. Um, but anyway, they ended. They ended up getting this guy named Stephen Keach that also screams in a lower register, more of like what you would be getting out of like Ashley Dying or a lot of the hardcore bands. You know, there's like kind of almost like a little bit of a poison in the well. Um, he sounds a lot like the guy from they, that they had in From Autumn to Ashes for a little while, just like a deeper, bassier vocalist that uh, could actually sing, too, which was a a big thing. I remember them putting on the original ad for we're looking for a vocalist is we want somebody that can scream but also sing. That was like a big deal. Because before, Jimmy Ryan didn't do the singing on Burning Bridges. He didn't do the singing on When Everything Falls. It was the guitarist that did that, did did that rocky more rock-style singing. So with this new vocalist in tow, they released a record called pressure the hinges and this was a big turning point for the band um first of all they, they were immensely popular at this point at least as far as like metalcore and stuff goes i don't know how much they were taken home every week from it but uh they uh what you get what you get with pressure the hinges is a much more melodic haste today if that's possible i mean sure i mean uh when everything falls was melodic and uh burning bridges was melodic but this was different it, you know the vocalist change kind of made it sound almost like a different band but oh man was the was the production level on this like in a different stratosphere yeah it was than what man. you had with the other stuff i mean the breakdowns are so big on this and it can't be understated. I mean, I know like metal guys aren't supposed to talk about breakdowns. It's a sin or whatever, but like this is crazy because this record somehow ended up being more melodic, but also heavier than when everything falls. And I'm I, still to this day I don't really know how they pulled it off, but the song Pressure the Hinges is just so good. And you now have you now have you know the singing that you'd heard on The Haste the Day prior. It's like the only recognizable part of the band at this point. And, but then you have this other singer that's also singing now. And Stephen Keach actually sang more in the emo. He didn't whine, but he sang in more of the higher pitched emo register. It was more forward. This was 2007. But, right. So this, this added a lot to the band though, I think. Yeah. This was actually the first album I heard. I didn't, I mean, they, they could not have picked a better vocalist. Oh, you know what ah. I mean to pick up the to pick up the torch. I mean, he sounded great. You know, Um, I mean, sure, back in two thousand seven, it should have been me. But you know, (laughs) like, but I mean, this was great. Damn right, it should have been you. I may, yeah, probably not. But anyway, so they they had they had this great dynamic vocalist that could sing and scream, and they really, I mean, the lyrics were different. Like that was the big thing for me. Is that you know, obviously Stephen Keats writes different types of lyrics than jimmy ryan wrote and so i, I kind of got a more like with with haste the day prior like i mean jimmy ryan obviously wrote personal lyrics and they they were great and they've worked great with the songs um so like i, I guess i guess what it comes out to is i'm trying to praise this record without diminishing what was done prior you know um there's nothing wrong with the first two Haste Today records but this is just the band a lot moving right forward, forward. this is something else this is something new and this is cool this is a breath of fresh air Um I like the screaming I like the guttural I mean this dude gets in cra- he gets crazy guttural I mean I mean he's just like he's in the pocket he sounds awesome and he really extends those breakdowns so well but his voice also is dynamic so it actually adds a lot more emotion to what's being sang because growling screaming vocals you know in like the higher raspy register don't always come across as emotional they come across as metal this was different. This was this was a more personal-sounding record from Haste today. I got nothing bad to say about it. It was absolutely the change that they needed. I mean, if they had put out When Everything Falls Part 2, I don't think we'd be talking about them. I don't think that they'd be notable like they are now.
0: Well, we'd be talking about them, just they wouldn't be quite as high on the list. It would be much further... Down the road, I'd it'd say it'd be
1: one of those like Dan wants to talk about him because the guy sounds like
0: Zayo, you know. But like, right, yeah, yeah, because I know that if it, you, we would have done it just because of that, but
1: right, that was my attraction, yeah, originally. Yep. So is this the definitive haste of the day record? I think it is. I mean, as far as as far as the way the band sounds now, I mean, Stephen Keach is you know again like we say this all the time, but you know for being a new vocalist, he became the band. He became the driving force, in my opinion, because you get three or four albums down the road and everybody else is gone except him. But he keeps it all together. He keeps it all consistent.
2: So don't answer this question yet if you can't. So why is When Everything Falls the worst? It's only the
1: worst because the songs aren't as interesting. They're not dynamic. They're not dynamic. Okay. Whereas with everything, w- with uh, Pressure the Hinges, the songs stand apart from one another.
0: Yeah, like my my f- introduction to them was Stitches. Like that was the first time I ever heard them. Yeah, and I was I was really impressed because I was like, wow, this guy's got nice, good, clean singing, and man, can he can fucking growl too? I was like, man, this is guy's he's got it good. all. He's got yeah, it. Yeah, I, I was like, wow, this is what I what I like when I'm I'm looking for a band. I want somebody that has that kind of range. I mean, vo- vocals. For me, are really, really important. Not necessarily the the lyrics themselves, but like what Dan was talking about earlier. It's the the emotion, the feeling, and the voice. And you should read
1: the lyrics with it, man. It's really good.
0: Yeah, I mean the lyrics are good. I mean, and I know how how important lyrics are for you. But trying to get the vibe off the guy who's singing, or or gal if if it's a female or anybody in between, I don't care but i'm just looking for that emotion i'm looking for that feeling sure. and dude he, he he's got it and the harmonies are good too you know with with the vocals i i like vocal harmonies in metal i think it adds a really cool dynamic and yeah, it's he, something i always look for
1: he mixes really well with the
0: previous clean yeah, singers in yeah, the band and that was and the other thing i i think you know that we're, we're talking about it that was probably one of the things looking backwards that for me was kind of a, a challenge was, you know, the, the clean singing just didn't cut it for me on the first two albums. Something was missing, and this, yeah, is, this, and this was, was what was, was missing. missing. Exactly, Stephen Keats
1: was missing. You yep. know? Exactly. And they knew it. They knew it. That's why they asked for a singer. They didn't want somebody to just scream. They wanted somebody they could sing too. Yeah. And uh, that was not, I think, I that think, was not me. Yeah. You know?
0: <laughs> well, I, you know, in that, in that instance, you know, sorry, Dan, but I think they made a great choice. Even though I said you should be Dude, on Dude, they, they,
1: they made the best choice. Yeah. Absolutely. There's nothing, there's nothing, yeah, I'm not. That, yeah, this is
0: a, this really is a great album. Me and, sending
1: a demo tape is just an, a funny tidbit. It's not like anything, in, you know. <laughs> They got they gonna, got hundreds of demo tapes. They're not even going to yeah. remember that, you know. And of course, but, we're
0: going to back you because you're our bud. So I mean, sure, why absolutely. not? Absolutely,
1: why not? But yeah, like it's uh, it's just an interesting tidbit. But they they could not have done a better job than they did here, and it was weird too because like I love the Zao singing so much on the first two records, but they did such a good job of keeping me on board as a fan because i mean you could say that this is more mainstream well that's like what we talked we we've,
0: I mean, we've kind of beat it to death but when you're going to make a change you damn well better be a good change and you better damn well be sure that it's you know you're doing doing it right you're doing the old sound justice but you're moving forward right and that's I think that's what gets people on board, and that's what keeps people in the long run. I mean, you can't, I mean, I guess to a certain extent, I know the metal community, they always want, to a certain extent, more of the same. But if you can give them more of the same with the twists, and then then you're going to get them hooked.
1: Well, and do you think that, like, maybe it was also the change in that, like, the guttural screaming, the lower register stuff, is a little bit more accepted in hardcore and in metal than the raspy scream? Yeah, I think so. I I I think I think there were people that probably didn't like Haste the Day. Originally, just
2: because of that, I I would say from a popularity standpoint, the raspy scream will never be popular. It's never going to be like sold out
1: stadiums kind of popular, and it's not. But this can be, you know. And it's not. It's not like you know, Asley Dying didn't rasp. You know, I mean, if you look at Asley Dying's first record. between the uh, what is beneath the encasing of ashes, it, it it sounds like a straight Zayo ripoff. It sounds just like Zayo. Or um, what is it? Kill switch engage. Kill switch engage. They do the higher screams, the rasps and all that. But they did it but they they coupled it with like beautiful melodic singing and um and haste today tried to do that as well. I don't know if I wouldn't describe their melodic singing as beautiful necessarily, but it got the job done, and I think it kept people interested in the band that maybe weren't on board with the with the with the raspy screams. But I think this was such a good choice for them creatively because people are more willing to accept a guy that screams, not a guy that growls like an animal. Absolutely. And so again, this was this was it. This was the perfect combination of that. And then, uh, they, you know, whenever they put out Dreamer a few years later, shit, man, they do it again. I was a really big fan of Dreamer from the very first three seconds of it that I heard. I was about to tell you the that, that way to review the album in one sentence. Yeah, because I, I read a lot of negative reviews on Dreamer. People thought that it wasn't as good as Pressure the Hinges, and they're right. It's not as good as a record as Pressure the Hinges was. But you know, Keach does a lot more singing on on Pressure the Hinges. The other guys are still there, but but like it's on Pressure the Hinges, it's all Keach. You know, like he he really he really takes takes it by the balls on this one. And um, the first song that's on the record, uh, sixty eight, is just like. Such a good, you know, like, I mean, because I was worried when I was reading the reviews, they're like, it's more melodic, and it's more mainstream sounding, and it's, it's like another when everything falls, and it's not as inspired sounding, and blah, 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 Till so you hear that for the first few seconds of that song? I am the one you will call the Destroyer, you know, and it's just like, so fucking hard man it like they're pissed off sounding like i mean the the pressure the hinges sounded angry too but like this is like pissed off like they're they're mad about something there, there's like you know like a, a reviewer described uh hey today as vanilla ice cream you know and this is like vanilla ice cream with like fucking chocolate chunks in it you know like they're they're pissed about something and it all it all it all goes down really smooth and it sounds good
2: mainstream yes this is when Kill Switch Engage was mainstream. This right. is when everybody was ripping off As I Lay Dying. Right, and this is—I mean, and Hayes was- the day just kind of drove up next to him, like, "Guys, we've been doing this the whole time. Where you been?" Yeah, and
1: like if you listen to those, the first riff on 68. I mean, it, it is. It's 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 mellow death, it's Gothenburg. <laughs> you know. Uh it's something they hadn't really done like full on really before. But I didn't care. It just sounded so good. It just sounded so angry, and it was everything you'd want out of a good metal song. And so at that point I was on board, and they, they did it again a few other times. There's a song called Babylon, which is just yeah, that's My really, favorite track really heavy. Um But I think I think what people didn't like about Dreamer was that I think at this particular point, they were down a guitarist and for some reason, every time a guitarist leaves a metal band, everybody says it's going to be shit now. And in most cases, they're right. Yeah, like in flames, but <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> or corn or corn. You're right. Uh But like there's a song called an adult tree, which like pissed everybody off, which like is very melodic. Uh There's some screaming in it, but it's like mostly like sl- singing led like a, a song that's led by singing and the singing kind of goes with it throughout and uh, I really love that song uh, I thought it was great I, I had nothing bad to say about dreamer it's 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 a record that's a guilty pleasure for me because I'm like I guess I'm not supposed to like it because it's mainstream and it does it sounds almost like a distilled version of what we'd had on pressure the hinges um, the production doesn't sound quite as big as it did on pressure the hinges but um, I, th- I think all in all, I mean, there's a lot of passion in this record and there's a lot of uh,
2: there's a lot of heartfelt emotion there. Haste of the day is the exception for me when it comes to and, and you have to be clear with those people. This is 2008 right This is the end of the 2000s, early you know 20 teens. This is when mainstream was a group. Like Kill Switch Engage that ripped off two other metal bands, you know, your third generation ripoff, and yes, it's mainstream. And if if this is if your complaint is that haste of the day showed up at the mainstream party, this is just like uh, it, it's like when Green Day made Dookie and everybody said it's too poppy, it's there's no punk. It's like, guys, these guys have been punk forever. They're just better songwriters than you. So this always struck me as Haste of the Day saying, if this is mainstream, we can do this too. It's not that we're changing what we're doing to do it. It's just, yeah, y- you guys are in the same pool with us. Come on. Right, like we're still metalcore and we're okay with
1: that. We can hang. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. And they're defending it. They're, you know, like, uh, like Jeff said, there's like a standard bearer. Like you know what? Yeah, we get it. Everybody hates metalcore now, but you know what? We're really fucking good at it. We're just going to keep going. And we're going to we're not doing anything that's like drastically different. We're not we're not playing some distilled watered-down version of of what we played before. And this this is still very pissed off. And I remember I remember people commenting that it wasn't, you know, it was hypocritical because in a lot of ways it wasn't as melodic as pressure the hinges it was more straight ahead there was more breakdowns it was more like uh it was more like uh the old haste today you know in a lot of ways but you had all this new stuff you know going on too you had keach in there he's screaming and uh you're doing yourself a disservice too if you don't go back and watch live videos of Stephen keach playing the old haste today songs because oh my god does he do a good job on them like i mean it's it's seamless you'd go see the band at this point they're like what one two three four albums in so they've got like this huge back catalog of stuff to play and you know it was always a really dynamic really intense live show and uh and he could pull it all off he could pull everything off he could pull off everything off the first two records he could pull off everything on the new stuff obviously um The songs were really, um, they, they stood out from one another and, uh, they, to me, to me, they had not committed any sins. This was, uh, this was exactly, I mean like, okay, this is exactly what I expected out of the band, I guess. And a lot of people say that's a bad thing. Like they're not moving forward necessarily, but there's also this, this double-edged sword metal that like you do something different. Everybody fucking hates you. But you do the same thing over and over again, and everybody fucking hates you. So it's like, you know, why not just play on our strengths, keep the people that were interested before still interested, and just go with that. There, there's no shame in that because again, I like to make money. Yeah, like I said, it's it. You find the formula,
0: and you want more of the same, but with a twist. I mean, that's really. Yeah, what people I mean, if I, if we- they, they don't want it to change too much. Right. But it's got to change enough to keep their interest, but you still got to stay enough in your roots that, you know, it doesn't sound completely different.
1: Yeah, and there's nothing on Dreamer that I'm like, oh, my God, this is just I can't believe they would do this to me. Because, again, it's all personal, right? It's something they're doing to me. But, uh, right. you know, uh, that's, that's Dreamer is just another good Haste the Day record. It's the only neg- negative thing that I could say about it. Is that, that it's, it's another just good. yeah, it's another good haste today record, and I, I don't have too much. I mean there there's people that still say that it sucks or whatever, but those people, you know, they can you know whatever. Like they can go back and listen to you know go back and listen to you know when everything falls, like if that's their if that's their jam. Are you ready for the Wolf King? Oh, I am so ready for the Wolf King. So but there's there's an interesting story about about haste today. So like by the time we get to Wolf King Attack of the Wolf King Two thousand
2: and ten.
1: Right, so by the time we get to Attack on the Wolf King, everyone's gone. <laughs> except except for Keech He's still yeah. fucking, you know. Alright, we're gonna keep this going. As long as my voice is on it is still haste the day, baby. So uh, you yeah, know, he goes for it. Gets a whole bunch of new guys in. So this is one of those unique situations where you've got the old haste the day and the new haste the day. And they're two completely separate entities at this point. Officially. Right. So somebody gets it in their head, you know what would be really cool? If we played a concert together with the old band and the new band, and they did it, and they called it Haste the Day versus Haste the Day. This was in 2011? This was the CD release party for Attack of the Wolf King, okay? And they did it, man. They like They'd get up there, and wow. they'd play the new songs, and then at some point, they'd all disappear... And the old band would come up and pick up the guitars and get behind the drum set, and they'd play the old Haste Today songs, which culminated at the very end with the song When Everything Falls, where it was everybody up on stage playing at the same time. And this is unique just in the sense that most bands can't swallow their own pride enough to do something like this. This is this is completely unique as far as I know. If another band has done it great. but this was the first time I ever heard anything like this. You know Stephen Keach is up on stage and he's like, thanks for coming and seeing us. We're haste today. But you guys know what's coming. Do you guys want to hear Jimmy scream some songs tonight? And everyone's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, Good, me too. And so they all go out, oh, you know, <laughs> and uh, and you don't see that. Like, I mean, usually when bands have member changes, it's due to deep personal stress or deep personal hatred that they have for each other. Haste today, you know, whether that stuff existed or not, I'm not aware of if it did or didn't. But they were able to somehow pull it all together. And just do this amazing concert concert that was a that was a love letter to the fans, and everybody loved it. And it's it's great, you know, hearing all these new songs being played from previous records and some off of uh, off of Wolf King. But the I mean, the best part of it was that they would get you know, all of a sudden they're like, "All right, guys, we're gonna do Blue Forty Two off of uh, off of uh, Burning Bridges," and Jimmy gets up there and starts singing, and he's like making fun of the fact that he's fat now and, you know, like <laughs> all this, which I can relate to in a big way. But, uh, you know, he... Uh, Pun intended. But he sounds great. He sounds just like he did on the old stuff. And uh, and I, I got a really good positive vibe off of it. But, but let's ignore all that shit for a minute. Um, and we're going to go back to Wolf King. Man, that I love this album. I
0: did. It was different. Yeah, but it was diff- different done right, man. The clean vocals the the notes that are being hit yeah and this is all keach damn that's all i can say this is all
1: keach we, we I, we've, we've I, seen I, him grow now yeah from I, pressure the hinges
0: yeah now. like i i love pressure the hinges that's 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 my favorite album but he grew as a vocalist on this holy shit the notes that he's hitting i did not realize the dude could right hit some of the stuff that he was hitting i was like my god that's I mean, like I could sing along for the most part with the other stuff, but no, I, I just, I got to enjoy this because there's, there's no way I can sing this stuff. It's just he's way too high in the register for me. Well, insane.
1: and I feel like there was a lot of more focus on this of just making a great record more so than there was like, we got to keep the haste of the day machine rolling, you know, like we got to keep everybody on board. And I mean, obviously, if you like the band, you're going to be on board with this anyway. The songs are still heavy. This record is much more melodic, I think, than Dreamer was. Uh, Dreamer was really pissed off, and this was a lot less, um, a lot less angry sounding. But, but you know, beautiful sounding in, in its own way. And uh, you know, the screams are still intense. They still cut you. You know the the singing is just phenomenal and and at this point you can make no mistake about who the vocalist of this band is right you know if you're that guy that's like oh it just all went to shit after Jimmy Ryan left dude that's that I guess that's fine or whatever but like. You know, he he commented. That I was reading an interview with, with Stephen Keach on uh, on Indie Vision Music, and he was saying how like everybody still calls him the new vocalist, and he's like, dude, I've been in the band for over ten years at this point, and he's been <laughs> on he's been on more records than Jimmy Ryan has been on. You know, so like, hey, all right, right, all right, Dan, go go
0: find your phone and look up the texts that I sent you. Do you remember? Do you remember what I what I sent
1: you? Oh, it's over there on the other side of the room. Oh, well, gotta read got it. it?
0: Yeah, let's see if I if I can find it. You should talk some shit in the meantime.
1: Oh, I don't have any shit to talk on this band. This is this isn't in flames, you know. I uh, I don't have a lot of bad things to say about Haste today. You can I mean you can criticize them, I guess, for being mainstream or whatever. But like, I think that's pretty petty to, to insult a band for what they are, and when for most part for what they have always been, you know. They're a good uh, introduction to metalcore if you're not into that style, you know. I don't know, man. It's just uh, I don't know. I can't find it. But
0: anyway, all I said was is that uh, I like the new singer better. I I said something like that to you,
1: right? And I think I told you you were a piece of shit or something. You know? Yeah,
0: I mean, but he's. I mean, he's right. I, everybody just views him as the the new singer, and it doesn't mean that like he's new. New. He's just newer than Jimmy, and and that's all that.
1: I think when people say hey today, I think they remember. How the band sounded before, right?
0: And, and I even started with "Pressure of the Hinges." So I mean, I and I still call him the the new singer, right? And even even though he was who I was introduced with, it it's not that I mean it like that. But you know, it's not very often that you go through with uh, with a a successful band, you know, that's around for over a decade, and uh, have a singer change. And still be successful.
1: Right. I mean, and I think he, he took this again, like I said before, he took it by the balls. He really yeah, you he, know, yeah,
0: I think they they actually he owned
1: it in every sense of the word. I mean They actually I got think, more
0: successful once once he joined the band. I mean from a, a monetary standpoint. I mean even look at we'll look even at look
1: at a band like Under Oath who had a singer change. Right. Now granted they were a little different in that they became they became much more immensely popular after getting the new singer, but um but like you even look you even look at like Under Oath or you know or even Zao, like no, not so much with Zayo, but, like, with, with Under Oath, you know, like, the the new singer still tried to sound like the old singer, at least on the first record that he was on. With Haste the Day, I mean, he just was like, this is what I do, this is what I sound like, and this is what I'm going to go with, and this is this is what you're going to get from now on, you know? And uh, and he owned it in such a way that I really don't see a lot with vocalist switches. Um, he killed it. I mean, he, he even looked like Norma Jean. Like, you know, with Norma Jean, the new singer, you know, really... Uh, he changed over time what the band sounded like but on the you go back to his first record with the band and he's still trying to sound more or less like the old singer I guess maybe that's what I'm trying to get at it's just like
0: you know the dynamic vocal stylings I mean I mean there is it's a different dynamic and It'd still be successful from album to album.
1: Right, nobody's sitting there with a clipboard and it's all like, well, that didn't really sound so, like... You yeah, know? that's not
0: the sound exactly that we're looking for. Because that sound more like the old
1: guy. Yeah, so I think it's easy, you know, to, to try to sound like, you know, they could have found a... At that time, you know, when they were when they were auditioning vocalists, it was very easy for them to find somebody that, that had that higher raspy register. There were there were thousands of people out there that, that were trying to do that. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really glad. I don't know... I don't know if haste today would still be as big of a thing for me if, if they had just another singer. There was a cookie cover, cookie cutter copy of what they had had before. Oh well, there's no question for me; it would not be as big because Keach is
0: the reason why I like the band as much as I do. To be truthful with you, sure, I get that.
1: It's not even that like they're like the most amazing band musically, but they they keep you interested in their stuff. And you know it's it's all what it should be. It's not like they're like okay, well, like like I'm not gonna criticize them because they don't sound like the contortionist, you know. Like they're not doing some like amazingly technical thing, you know. The, but they're they're doing what they've always been doing, and it's sincere and it works. Dan, everybody should sound like the contortionist. No, they should not. <laughs> <laughs> I know because then they wouldn't be you know. Didn't you they would be the contortionist. Didn't then. you ever watch The Incredibles? Once everybody's super, then nobody will be. You know. Okay. So, Attack of the Wolf King was basically the swan song for Haste Today, and you can kind of hear it. It's almost like it's almost like they saw the writing on the wall. They're like, "Hey guys, A- at the very least, somebody was thinking this is not going to continue like it has been. It's gonna fall off at some point." Everything's going to fall, <laughs> so to speak, and uh, and they saw the writing on the wall, and they really didn't last too long. They tore it on this record, and then that was it. Because keep in mind, this is this is this is not haste the day on Attack the Wolf King. I mean, it is, but it's kind of like Stephen Keach and Keech Friends. It's a band called Haste the Day. It says Haste the Day on the cover, but and it, it still sounds like it because Keach makes it so- still sound like it. But it, the music's different. You can tell there's different players on it. You know the guitar players don't have the, the same distinct sound that they'd had on the previous record, so you, you you can tell, you can definitely tell that there's a lineup change here, and uh, and that's okay. There's nothing there's nothing inherently wrong with that, but uh, you know at some point they had made the decision after touring on this record that they were done doing the band, and that that was it. For like five years, that was all, and I was okay with it because I was like, dude, Attack of the Wolf King was a good record, it was a good send off for the band. They never screwed up. <laughs> you know, from this point on, they, they'd put out they'd put out all these records, and they'd never screwed up. They always put out a really good product, something that I really enjoyed, and uh, I didn't really have any complaints with it. So I guess in like what 2014, they they start posting online a little bit. Like I noticed that the Haste of the Day Facebook page is active again, and they're they're talking, they're posting stuff. And there were actually concerts during this time where the old band would get together and play shows. Like the old Haste of Day with Jimmy Ryan, Would they would just go and play a fucking Haste of Day show. I never got to see any of those, but it's interesting that they would do that since there was this whole other band that had been the band before. You know, it wasn't all that different than like when Hope's Fall got back together a few years later and with the old singer and they played they played a couple of shows, like, you know, reunion shows. So I thought that was really cool. Then there's this idea that starts kind of coming up on the Facebook of like, we're thinking about doing another record. It's not going to be like it was before. We're not going to be touring relentlessly on it or anything, but we're going to put out a record, but we're going to get everybody for it. And we mean everybody. We mean everybody. Everybody that's been a part of Haste today up to this point that wants to do it is going to be on this record. So, when this thing dropped... Actually I actually have this on vinyl. Thank you, for thank you Brian Colson, for gifting that to me as a birthday present. Thanks for forgetting it at my house. Coward is... <laughs> Coward is phenomenal. It's really, really good. I'm not going to say it takes away from what the band had done before. It's actually, like, purely... Looking at it from a pure perspective, I would actually even say it's a little disjointed. It's it's not it's not necessarily a collective flowing project. <laughs> you know, and there's a reason for that. It's because it's literally a love letter to the fans of the band. Because But for, that's what makes it good. Right, cuz for the very first time ever Dude, there's songs on here that have Steven Keach
2: and Jimmy Ryan on them. This is what happens when <laughs> haste the day versus haste the day goes over so well that they all just start writing music together. Because with two exceptions, everybody is on this album in some capacity. Pretty much. They are the band. I mean, and it's
1: it's great because you have a little bit of that Wolf King sound. A little bit of that Burning Bridges sound. A little bit of that Everything Falls sound. A little bit of everything. Everything's on this record. Everybody always says, like, oh, the band's latest album is a combination of everything they've done before. But in this case, it was true. You know, there are songs. um, There's a song on this record that sounds just like When Everything Falls, Era Haste the Day. (laughs) Who would have ever thought that they were going to ever have that again? Sure, it's only one song, but at least we got it. At least we got it. We have it. It's the song, except Joe. If you if you have that pulled up, it sounds like classic era haste today. Like one hundred percent, you can tell it's the old band playing with Jimmy Ryan screaming on it. And I'm not upset. I'm not disappointed because you know we talked a lot about how great Stephen Keach was and how he redefined the band and all this. But there's something nostalgic about. Oh, my God, this is this is what could have been had all that had the vocalist change not happened. Yeah, it would have been more of the same, but who cares? You know, like, this is cool because it wasn't. We still got three albums of new and interesting and, and cool and different, you know. So hearing this again this many years later is, is, is really cool.
0: Yeah, nostalgia is not necessarily a bad
1: thing. It's not.
0: It's not at all. And, and what's great about this album, I think... Um, you know, you know, you said it's disjointed, but it makes you like, oh, yeah, I remember that album. I'm gonna go back and and listen to it. Absolutely. And, and I think that's what's great is you can go back and and, and listen to to what you listened to before. But you, sometimes, whenever you 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 get a band, you know, and it, it, we've talked about it before, you know, they start going downhill as time goes on. Sure. You know, the great thing with this is is the whole like you said, the love letter. And in, in the fact that you can go back and listen to what your favorite era of haste the day was, right? It, it, Cause you can find it on this and then it reminds you of it and you go back to it and it's, you know, I can't really think of any other, you know, album that does that. That's not a greatest hits, you know,
1: collaboration, you know, kind of thing. Right. You know, I mean, this was, uh, this was heartfelt. It was fan funded number one. So this is one of the first albums where the fans kind of, Kind of called the shots. They tempted us. They said, "Hey, you want to hear Jimmy Ryan and Stephen Keach go back and forth?" Hell yeah! I well, know. hell yeah! I want to hear that. You know, like <laughs> why wouldn't I? If I'm a fan of the band, I mean, what the hell kind of rock could you be living in, being like this one's the best or this one's the best? Dude, why not have both? This is great. The singing's back. You know, um, Keach is still still does an amazing performance. I would say I would say the majority of the vocals on this record are still performed by Keach um which is as it should be yes really you know because he he is, still, vo- he is still he's the better vocalist he is still the he is still the uh the face of the band yeah. you know at that expo- so, I mean, like if i had heard that like if this had been a throwback haste today record i would not have enjoyed it nearly as much as, as i do because you you still have those songs on there that sound like attack of the wolf king or that sound like dreamer and but the but the icing on the cake is that on some of those songs it's still majority of Keats, but then you hear Ryan screaming in there too. And it sounds it sounds so good and um I I really hope that the band continues in this regard. Like in two years. Oh my years, gosh, yes. Yeah, you know, a couple years from now they're like, Yeah, hey, you know, you guys like Coward, we're gonna do it again. You know, I could I could I could live on a drip feed of this forever, you know? Yeah. As long as they want to do it. Do you have a favorite song on this? I mean, considering how much they jump around. Well, it's so it's a combination. I really like, um, I really like the song take, which is more of a Jimmy Ryan led song. And, but then I the song coward, which is predominantly Keach. It's just so good. And it, it's like, it's so attack of the Wolf King, you know, like it, yeah, it really is. It really and, is. Um, yeah. Coward and shadow for me. Uh, I yeah. Really, Shadow's great. Um, the well, song, they're all great. The song lost is really good. Yes, it is. Um, there's a few melodic interludes on this on this album that I like too um but you know like this is this this is not any less heavy than what we'd had before. This is um again man it's a love letter. It's it's everything you like about Haste Today on one record. Like literally that's what it is. But it's new songs. <laughs> I think I think it's
0: I think it's pretty cool like we talked about before a I- that they're humble enough to allow this to happen.
1: Right. You know, I mean, you, you, nobody would, you, you nobody would blame you, Keach for being like, no, I'm the singer of haste today. I'm singing this.
0: Yeah. You, you can't have, you know, a massive ego and put this album out. You got to be pretty down to earth and pretty comfortable in your own skin to allow this to happen.
1: Right. Which is great. I mean, and you know, Ryan had such a cult following anyway, because you know, this is what shocks me is there, there, there are people that heard Haste Today and had not heard Zayo, you know? And so, like, they didn't necessarily realize that the vocals were kind of a rip-off,
0: you know? But, like... Well, yeah, that's because when Zayo first came out, you know, I mean, we it's, it's the whole digital age thing. I mean, it was the late 90s when they were putting stuff out to begin with, right? It was... Yeah, yeah, like 98. To, yeah, yeah, so... So, I mean, most people at that point in time have dial-up. If you kiddos don't know sure. what that is.
1: Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not, you know, you may not necessarily see it as a ripoff. Right. You know, I because did it, definitely, but that didn't yeah. take away from it because I That's like. That's
0: because you were already exposed to it. You, you, knew, you knew what you were looking for, you right. know, and, and there's, and it's, it's much easier to know what you're looking for in, you know, today's world, just because, you know, everybody's connected and it wasn't like that. And, you know, the, the, the end of the nineties was really the, the end of the, um, you know the pockets you know of, of everybody having their own thing it wasn't until uh you know high speed internet really you know took over the world that every you know everybody came connected that
1: everybody was familiar with everything exactly know. yeah so i mean you know i really uh, i think on on coward i think it's they nailed it actually i remember when they were talking about putting this record out and i was like it's cool i don't think it's going to be as cool as wolf king that's what i kept saying you know that it's it's going to be good, but it's not going to be great, and it's completely wrong. It was great, and it it it, it competes with that album for me because I, I still love Wolf King because, you know, in a, in a purely traditional sense, Wolf King was still the last haste of the day record. Right. So you know you put something out like Coward, and it's like it is it is still a haste of the day right? It's still a new haste of the day record, but it uh it's not that like primal like putting on a new thing you know based on what it, like like this like coward they have two different approaches whereas like wolf king was more like this is where we're at now this is where this is where we've pushed the sound to and coward is more like we're banking on the success that we'd had before and uh i you know i, I can't fault it for that at all and i wanted to i wanted to talk shit on it i wanted to say that it's not you know it doesn't really capture or whatever, but it, like it absolutely does in in every regard. And uh, I know the last couple of podcasts we've done have been like extremely positive, but like it's hard sometimes talking about your favorite bands and really finding anything negative to say.
2: This is one of those examples where there really isn't anything negative to say, really. Right. I mean, you can have minor gripes on certain albums.
1: Like you can say, "Well, I didn't like uh, Attack of the Wolf King because it wasn't as heavy as Dreamer." Or I didn't like Dreamer because it sounded too commercialized or I didn't like pressure the hinges because the vocalist was different or, or whatever you you can you can make little arguments like that, but I don't think they really hold any weight i think I think if you if you're if you're like us and you kind of like metal collectively, I don't think it's really uh, you know any of those are like really downsides i mean I, I've definitely fallen into the trap before of being like, well, I loved the songs on Dreamer But I don't love the songs on Attack of the Wolf King as much. And I felt that way before because I listened to Dreamer probably more than I listened to any of the other Haste of the Day albums. And so it was, you know, and it was really just like I had no money and I couldn't buy any new records. And so that was the one that just kind of stayed in my car, you know, for a long time. And so I knew those songs inside and out. So there's a little bit of fear going into any new record of like, what if I don't like the songs on this as much as I like the songs on the previous record. So, like, I mean, throughout their career, I had little gripes like that. But, again, like, standing here in 2017, like Joe said, there there isn't anything to complain about, really.
2: Well, Haste the Day is one of those near-perfect metal bands. Just, it's exactly what it is, and it's good. And for the imitators, <laughs> it's better than what you're doing. Right. I mean, and it's not like
1: you know, that they're like the most, like they're the greatest metal band ever, like from a technicality standpoint or that they were even doing anything really original, but there's something to be said about taking a style, making it your own and doing what you do better than anybody else does what you do. Yeah. And I guess that's, you know, what makes Keach so impressive is even
0: after massive lineup changes, it's still good. And, And I guess that, I don't know if it's him or I don't know if it's somebody at the record label or their manager it's going through and tr- and finding replacement right know.
1: what's the quality control on
0: this yeah, yeah absolutely so whoever was in charge of that i i think also should be given some kudos
1: cuz he's doing a better job than he d- than managers of really big bands do
2: yes i think the message that dan wants to send in this instance is if a band like haste of the day can swallow their pride and have this big amazing super awesome live performance featuring the old band and the new band we really want to see Zayo do it too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It'd be interesting. I'm not that worried about it, but, but if it know, did happen, I'm just I'm, saying I'm comfortable with Zayo being what Zayo is. Um, But yeah, so I don't know. Uh, I think haste today is just, uh, it's good, man. <laughs> I don't really don't have to say. It's like vanilla ice cream, like that one reviewer once said all those years ago. That it's like vanilla ice cream. You know, it's not that it's like reinventing the wheel or anything, but it feels good when you eat it, and it goes down nicely. You That's final, my final
2: thought. You have final thoughts, Jeff? Uh, not really.
0: Uh, I think we've kind of covered everything that I that I had to say uh, about it. I, I just think, the, like we said, they're consummate pros. Uh, they don't have huge egos and. Uh, they're able to work together, and I think that's pretty cool. I, I, I think that's what's that makes you know them unique is being able to you know come out with coward the way that they did. I think that's just so cool, and I, and I wish that that other people will look at them and and do what they've done, uh, just like how people have you know, I don't know. Everybody's, you know, everybody's always pulling from somebody else's, you know, ideas, you know, and trying to make them their own. So somebody, you know, there's some other bands out there that have split up, you know, and gone in a million different directions and they come back together, do something like this. I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be a neat trend. That's about it. What's your album of the week, Jeff? Oh, gosh. Uh, it's the new one uh, from um, Bjorn Speedstrid's uh, side band from Soilwork. Uh, it's called uh, Night Flight Orchestra. It's, uh, total cheese and I love fucking cheese. So if you like it, check it out,
1: Dan. Uh, well, because I've been listening to a lot of haste today, I, uh, kind of stumbled on this record that I, that I'd had for years and I, I really liked, uh, it's, uh, it's got Jimmy Ryan on it and it's, uh, it's called trenches and, uh, it's like a, like a post rock. Like if you remember the band ISIS, uh, it's kind of like that. And, um, it's just kind of a shame because this day and age, I can't wear my ISIS, t-shirts anymore uh because people kind of get the wrong impression but (laughs) yeah uh, you know uh, but yeah it's it's kind of like that and uh post-rock i I guess if you want to compare it to something similar to it it would be like the band hands if you've ever heard hands uh it's uh it's kind of a post-rock kind of a slower hardcore but still like slow and melodic and and kind of heartfelt or whatever jimmy ryan does some amazing vocals on on that record and uh so that's what i've
2: been listening to and i've been listening to the new release by the guano apes Called Offline, which if you look at it, it looks like a late 90s album cover, but it's a late 90s band who got back together and made new, new songs.
0: Well, shit, I know what I'm checking out, man. I used to love Guano Apes back in the day. Uh, check it out. Nice. <laughs> Good stuff. Good recommendation. Yeah, she she was the first uh, rock female female that I really yeah. got into. Uh, so. I was about
2: to say, other than Garbage, she's the first one most people can name. And no, Joan Jett doesn't count. She's punk. I was trying to get Dan incited with that statement. <laughs> um, it didn't work. I got to pee really bad, so... All right. Yeah, and I named a
0: uh, uh, character from EverQuest, if you guys remember EverQuest, from the drummer from Guana Waves, Henning. is oh his my. first name. So, yeah, let's. there's some nerd knowledge for
1: you. There's some stuff for you.
2: <laughs> and on that note, this has been episode 19 of Discography Discussion. Thank you for listening. You can like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at DiscussMetal. Subscribe to our podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher. Visit DiscussMetal.com for all things discography discussion. And please send questions and comments to DanAndJoeShow at gmail.com. If you are not a patron, you can become one at Patreon.com forward slash DiscussMetal. We have some sweet perks and it helps us out. And we appreciate you guys for listening. Again, thank you for listening. And we will see you next week.